Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Today in Security from Wired. Soccer fans, you're being watched. Stadiums around the world, including at the 2022 World Cup in Qatar, are subjecting spectators to invasive biometric surveillance tech. By Vas Panagiotopoulos. This fall, more than 15,000 cameras will monitor soccer fans across eight stadiums and on the streets of Doha during the 2022 World Cup, an event expected to attract more than one million football fans from around the globe. What you see here is the future of stadium operations, the organizer's chief technology officer, Niyas Abdurrahman, proudly told AFP in August. A new standard, a new trend in venue operations, this is our contribution from Qatar to the world of sport. Qatar's World Cup organizers are not alone in deploying biometric technology to monitor soccer fan activity. In recent years, soccer clubs and stadiums across Europe have been introducing these security and surveillance technologies. In Denmark, Brøndby Stadium has been using facial recognition for ticketing verification since 2019. In the Netherlands, NEC Nijmegen has used biometric technology to grant access to Hofert Stadium. France's FC Metz briefly experimented with a facial recognition device to identify fans banned from Saint-Symphorien Stadium. And the UK's Manchester City reportedly hired Texas-based firm Blink Identity in 2019 to deploy facial recognition systems at Etihad Stadium. In Spain, Atlético Osasuna uses facial recognition to monitor and control access to El Sadar Stadium, while Valencia FC signed a deal in June 2021 with biometrics company FaceFi to design and deploy facial recognition technology at Mostala Stadium in the upcoming season. The sport club then became a global ambassador for the company's technology. FaceFi's biometric onboarding technology was already used for a pilot project to enroll Valencia FC fans in an automated access control system that allowed them to get into the stadium using a QR code via the football club's mobile app. The FaceFi spokesperson declined to provide details about the project, but said that they are not yet in the implementation phase with Valencia FC. So how accurate are these systems? Over the years, there have been cases where things have gone wrong. In 2017, facial scanning technology mistakenly identified more than 2,000 people as possible criminals in the 2017 Champions League final in Cardiff, UK. The system was scrapped following a court decision, only to be redeployed earlier this year. 
In 2019, Dutch soccer club Den Bosch, which uses smart cameras on its turnstiles, misidentified and banned a 20-year-old fan falsely claiming that he violently confronted supporters and entered restricted areas. In this case of mistaken identity, a serious risk of facial recognition technologies, an innocent person was wrongfully banned from his team's stadium and even issued with a fine, explains Ella Jakubowska, a senior policy advisor at the civil rights nonprofit European Digital Rights, or EDRI, who highlighted the case in a 2021 report. There's very little credible evidence that even traditional CCTV systems reduce crime. Rather, they create an appearance of safety without usually having tangible benefits. Slowly but steadily, ubiquitous biometric technology systems have come to represent a new normal for stadium infrastructure, in which health securitization is incorporated into systems for public safety and marketing. These elements represent three interlinked use cases for stadium surveillance technologies, which are used interchangeably and sometimes simultaneously, explains Brett Hutchins, a media professor at Australia's Monash University and co-author of a research paper on sports stadiums and the normalization of biometric monitoring. Public safety is a long-standing justification for the spread of biometric surveillance systems, while COVID-19 introduced a health dimension through body temperature monitoring, Hutchins says. Marketing speaks to a seamless consumer experience for attendees at high-profile and high-cost events and encompasses everything from ease of movement in and out of the stadium through to minimizing queues for toilets and food and drinks. Is the deployment of such systems inevitable? The problem here is the idea that the rollout of such technologies and infrastructures are unavoidable and an increasingly natural part of the stadium experience, says Hutchins. He stresses the importance of clear and visible notifications for spectators that such technologies are in use. Most importantly, he advocates for the introduction of strong legislative and regulatory safeguards governing the introduction and use of these systems and the control and use of data. Indeed, European lawmakers have been attempting to regulate biometric mass surveillance. In April 2021, the European Commission submitted a proposal for an EU regulatory framework on artificial intelligence. Currently, the European Parliament is forming its opinion on the proposal, while the European Council is due to discuss the file in early December. The European Commission's Draft AI Act recognized that biometric identification is an inherently risky technology, but bizarrely put forward a prohibition in Article 5 that is so weak, if anything, it amounts to more of a blueprint for how to conduct biometric mass surveillance than a genuine ban, explains EDRI's Jakubowska. Although there hasn't been a final vote yet, members of the European Parliament have supported a full ban on remote biometric identification in publicly accessible spaces by both public and private actors and are likely to adopt that final position. However, such a ban would not include emotion recognition uses of biometric systems nor biometric categorization, e.g. profiling people based on their age, gender, or ethnicity. We think that those urgently need to be banned in the AI Act. Shockingly, in the vast majority of cases, the Commission's text did not even make those uses high risk, says Jakubowska. There should be no exceptions to the ban, as even a supposedly narrow exception would mean that mass facial recognition infrastructure would be rolled out and primed to be switched on whenever it is deemed necessary, she adds. By definition, these systems scan the faces or bodies of every person who passes by, so it is not technically possible to limit them to, for example, suspects or perpetrators of serious crimes. 
In the U.S., the Biden administration has proposed a blueprint for an AI Bill of Rights, which commenters consider toothless as it does not contain clear prohibitions on AI deployments that have been most controversial, like the use of facial recognition for mass surveillance. As Qatar prepares to roll out the red carpet, fresh reports suggest everyone traveling to the country during the World Cup will be asked to download two apps that, according to experts, essentially hand over all the information on your phone. They say this highlights the urgent need for privacy regulation in global sporting events. Without regulation, there is a tendency to hoover up all available data and hold on to it indefinitely. This creates honeypots for hackers and also contributes to function creep, the temptation to find other uses for the data, says Hutchins. Law enforcement agencies should pursue the many other tools and techniques at their disposal and that are compliant with the rule of law and human rights rather than resorting to the use of technologies that have been widely condemned by civil society, human rights lawyers, and even UN human rights authorities, says Yakubovska. Once these tools are out there, governments will argue that they should be used widely, she summarizes. It's a gateway to mass surveillance. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more security news at wired.com slash security. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, Our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.